0: Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 131 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian Angelo. Double Density, your home to tick tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, we live in a very, very strange time, indeed. Uh, you and I, and as well as the rest of the world, are going through um, uh, uh, in, uh, uh transformation, I guess would be like the diplomatic way of saying, it, a transformation in how we operate on a daily basis.
1: This is uh, the first global pandemic where we've had to go this far, right? The last time was uh, H1N1, if I am correct. Yeah, we nipped
0: that in the bud uh, much more quickly. Yeah, that was handled quite well. And uh, this one, uh, not so much. No, and uh, I feel like ineffective leadership uh, is uh, to blame for that. I feel like we're doing a decent job here in uh, Quebec
1: and the rest of Canada. I think, anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Did we wait know. too long? We'll we'll find out when this episode comes out. Uh, we'll know more, I guess. So caveat,
0: we are recording on the Saturday before this comes out. Yes. So there's a few days. Even recording on a Saturday is kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I was making those noises about Canada because, of course, Ontario Premier Doug Ford said, don't worry, go shopping as of like two days ago. So, you know, uh, whatever. Okay
1: well let's let's talk about Quebec then. I feel like Quebec's doing a pretty good job. Um, our premier, who I'm not exactly a, a huge fan of, I didn't really vote for him, but uh,
0: I think he's handling this okay. I actually do think he's handling quite well. a lot. I was talking to a couple of people in the media and they all agree that the the government's job um, of you know uh, you know alerting the public without creating um, a scare uh, has been more or less met.
1: Yeah, because one of the things that uh, has been happening everywhere, including here in Quebec, is uh, people having a run on toilet paper, no pun intended.
0: Very, very confusing to me because I, uh, I took the day off on Thursday, uh, partly because of the fact that uh, my sister was supposed to give birth on that day and it didn't happen. It actually happened yesterday, March 13th, which is Friday the 13th, which is super dope. Um, and so my wife and I decided to go grocery shopping and it was very interesting. Is the baby's middle name Corona? Sadly, it is it is not. Oh. But um, so we went to the grocery store, and then we went to the pharmacy. And the weird thing is, uh, at the pharmacy, all the toilet paper was gone, but all the cold and flu meds were still there. All the Tylenol was still there. All the Advil was still there. Yeah, the stuff that maybe you should be uh, making
1: sure you have at least two weeks' supply of. Uh, yeah, it's kind of strange. I, I went to uh, I had a headlight burnout this week, so I went to Canadian Tire to buy headlights. And uh, guess what? Canadian Tire had plenty of and on sale. Batteries, toilet paper, of course. So
0: I, I bought I bought a package because it was on sale, actually a good price. So uh just to let everyone know, if you wanna skip ahead uh from the coronavirus work from home talk, I think this is a good place. You're gonna put some chapter notes, right? Oh, I always do that, Brian. You know, oh, perfect. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, people get inundated with the stuff. They don't necessarily want to hear about it if they're living it, right? We we called an Audible this week
1: and uh basically said, you know what, let's not talk about uh the stuff we're gonna talk about. We wanna just discuss working from home. Which is something a lot of people seem to
0: have anxiety about. I think it's because like you're supposed to separate work from home, from like your home life, right? And I, I have had worked from home um, in prior positions, and it is a bit tough to uh, you know escape from um, being in a safe space all the time. I have uh, I've had a job where working from home has been a possibility
1: since about 2013. The previous job I had, where I worked with you directly, Brian, uh, was not a very work from home friendly job because I literally had to see people all day. And you're a germaphobe of it, right? So I can only imagine how you felt about that. It wasn't too bad. It was one person at a time. And uh, sometimes they would want to shake hands and I would uh, shake hands and then use Purell.
0: (laughs) Uh, I would say that you're like a master of working from home. I don't want to say that you abuse it, but you're definitely generous in the instances where you do work from home. Yes, and this is because I have children that are sometimes. Did you say six. I have a children? No, I have. This is because I have children, but no. I'm not a children. Could you uh, rewind it and play it back for me uh, in post and see if you said a children? Yes, and this is because I have children. Double
1: density. I work from home sometimes because I do have children that uh, get sick, and uh, I I used to take vacation days when they'd be sick because it was hard to work with them. But uh, now that they're older. Uh, even if I have both of them at home, which has happened a couple of times, I'm actually able to get
0: quite a bit done from home. So what you're saying, Angelo, is that you are well-trained uh, to dispense advice about the work-from-home lifestyle.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty lucky that uh, my management at work is is flexible with this, as long as we don't abuse it. Because uh, where I work doesn't really have a work-from-home policy. The problem is there are so many different types of jobs where I work that... Uh, I feel it, uh, myself, who actually gets to work from home, I do feel it's kind of unfair that I get a chance, if I need to, to work from home if there's a snowstorm or the train's not working or whatever, which has happened. And uh, a p- other people who, who don't have that luxury uh, can't just say, hey, I'm calling in and I can't work from home, I have to work from home. So I, sometimes I feel a little guilty,
0: which in fact, that guilt helps me because I end up being way more productive from home. It's kind of weird that way, right? Like you can sort of like zone in because, for example, I work in an open concept office and while it is it is great. I love my coworkers, um, several who also listen to this uh, podcast. Uh, I also uh, feel like the social interactions are much more ramped up for me in those instances. Right. So it's a lot easier for me to work from home and just buckle down and just look at a bunch of tasks and get them done. And do you have a specific space you work from at home? No. So I work. Uh, so this is uh, an issue that I think will come up very soon, right? So my wife and I, um, we l- live in a two-bedroom, um, and we're both going to be working from home in theory.
1: Yes, your wife works at the same place I work, not in a totally different building in a totally different department. But uh, where I work right now, the mandate is that um, no one is allowed there at all, unless they're essential for the operation of the actual buildings and things like that. So all of us are going to be working from home, which is going to be an exciting prospect for some people. And uh, in my case, uh, everybody's home as well, but obviously my kids don't work. Uh, And my wife, her job involves teaching children in a school, so
0: uh, she's not going to be working
1: from home either. So they're going to be doing things here and there as I work with
0: the chaos around me. So this is the confusing part, Angela, and this is something that I've given a lot of thought to. Um, what if there is a, a power outage at your place of work and you your computer doesn't reboot? I actually don't remote into my desktop at work. So what do you do? You just you you access the websites you need to access? Okay,
1: I, I feel like my team at work is like one of the best set up teams for this type of situation because all of our documentation and things are on Google Drive, one of those business secure Google drives, and um. The actual interface I use to do what I do is all online. And then obviously email, uh, I don't know if you know this, is online. I get very what? Yeah, I get very little paperwork or anything like that. It's right. actually few and far between, especially now if there's no people handing in paperwork. And uh, phone calls, I've actually changed my message recently to say, if you want a quicker reply, drop me an email. At uh, doubledensitygmail.com,
0: <laughs> that is
1: doubledensitypodcast at gmail.com. We'll oh, yeah. get it right. Yeah, sorry. The, actually, the, yes, double density. See, right. I don't even know our socials, Brian. Double but, densidad. But yeah, I actually on my voicemail message it says to send me an email directly. It's uh, and it is a lot faster because I uh, uh, guess what I I really hate voicemail.
0: Yeah, a lot of people do. I have so I run with desktop in, and I uh, am worried if we lose power that someone's got to go in and basically touch like thirty computers. And you can't do anything without your remote desktop? No, the, the way that, like, we have a lot of proprietary software that we use for a lot of the tasks that are related to my job. So, unfortunately, okay. like, I can't really do much um, without having that installed, and there's no way to get installed here if I'm not VPN in. Now, now, guess what uh, the other
1: bonus of working from home is, and not having to remote in? A, a listening to a podcast without a problem?
0: No, I get to work on a Mac. Oh yes, of course. Well I technically get to work on a Mac too, right? Yes, so.
1: but you're remoting into a PC. Yes, yeah. yeah. I
0: actually have to buy a mouse because I couldn't right click properly. Oh boy. I I remember
1: I used to remote in and then we changed VPN client and the new VPN client was very annoying. It's uh let me name drop this 40 client. Terrible. Oh, it's what we it's what we used to. Yeah, it's terrible because it always wants to run in the background on my Mac and Try to turn, try to log out of it right now Brian you're going to see it's going to want you
0: to put in your Mac password. Yeah, I logged out. Yeah, it's frustrating. That's fine. I do I I activate and deactivate it in a day. It's like logging in and out Angelo. it's 2 seconds. It's annoying. Anyway, I, I,
1: I all this <laughs> to say I instead of remoting into my desktop at work that has a regular old Which fashion, is a secure environment? Yes, but what I'm logging into from home is secure as well. Yeah, okay. It is. It's yeah. fine. Uh it's all fine. So I'm I'm logging in securely everything's good. I can get the same amount done on my one screen than with my two screens at work. And in fact, uh I, do you ever use the spaces feature on uh, OS 10? No. And uh, so I've been using that as well. Basically, I could move from one desktop space to another. Oh, yes, no, no. I do I do use that. Yes, yeah, sorry. So it's really great for the type of work I do because I look at documents on one on one uh, Google Chrome instance and then I look on at the other stuff on the other Google
0: Chrome thing. So it's right. really good. So Angelo, working from home, you've done this before, you've done this for years. I have too. Do you have any tips for anyone who is new to working remotely? Try to have a, an actual
1: specific space where you go sit down to work. So a lot of people picture working from home taking their laptop to the couch with their feet up on their coffee table. That is a bad idea. Exactly. Um I I have a <laughs> I have a space by default
0: because I have a, a desktop computer which isn't really portable. So I, I, I work where I podcast from. <laughs> I picture you lugging your your giant, uh, you know, Mac up and down the stairs every day. Yeah, I just bring it to the, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't work at the kitchen table.
1: I, I work at a desk. Um, I do have my headphones on because if the kids are home, I want to block them out. Uh, I can still hear them screaming in pain if I need to, but
0: uh, luckily I can not How often does that of happen? Comfort. Not often at all. Okay, because yeah. it almost sounded normalized. Like, yeah, of course the kids scream. Oh, they scream when they fight, but that's fine. Right. Well, that's that's fine.
1: So and in, in the afternoon, uh there's quiet time, so they're in their rooms hopefully being quiet. So I I, I think in terms of peace and quiet, I'm actually better at home than I'm at than I'm at work. If you right. know what I mean, in an yeah, open no, of office course. there's always people talking or whatever. So uh no, it's it's pretty good. I have everything set up. I actually we use Skype for business at work to uh, which was formerly known as Link. I don't know if you know what that is. Yes, yeah, so we also use it at work. I didn't realize this. I kept trying to log into the regular Skype with my work thing, but you can't. It, there's an actual thing called Skype for Business. Yes, and it's proprietary to the business that you're a part of. Yeah, so I, I downloaded that and I logged in with my credentials on that. So now I have that chat thing working properly because we're using Outlook Web App, which yes. is not good at all. No, it's not. Um, uh, my quick review for Outlook Web App, uh, two stars.
0: <laughs> We're going to be talking about reviews uh, later, so I guess I don't know if that's a preview of things to come.
1: Yeah, I did download um, Outlook from uh, Office 365, which I have an account with through work. It's actually really good. Well, there you go, Angelo. It's, I'm, it's I'm like I'm at of the it. office, Brian. I, and uh, yeah, I'm very happy to to be able to do this. I'm, I'm glad they made this decision, not having to go on public transportation. It's pretty good. Basically, the only time I'm leaving the house this week is tomorrow to go to the grocery store and see the apocalypse that awaits me there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you uh, have a lot to buy? Uh,
0: this is the thing. I, I'm just gonna. By the way, I'm kind of offended. You didn't look- ask me if I had any tips.
1: I I was getting to I was getting to that, Brian. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm just going to go do the regular
0: grocery store shopping that I do and buy milk and bread and all that stuff. Hopefully, there's some left. As I said before, I'm a new uncle, right? So um, my mom was taking care of my sister's uh, pets and then going back and forth from the hospital for the last couple of days. So she's been kind of out of the bubble. So yesterday, which is Friday, she decided to go to the grocery store and didn't realize what was going on and was in for quite the rude awakening. If there's anything that's been disappointing and kind of frightening in this
1: whole climate has been that. People uh, not realizing that the food stuff is not really going to be an issue. No, um, the trucks are going to stay on the road. And and that was another thing. Our, our premier, which is sort of like the governor of Quebec, if you're American, right? He was actually very reassuring saying that, no, everything's going to be stocked. You can still go to the grocery store unless you're found to actually have... Uh, the illness what uh, they're calling it, it's COVID-19 correct that's yes. the actual name of the illness not the yes. actual virus the the misnomer uh, the, the pedantic nerd in me uh, wants to say is everybody's calling this a coronavirus it is but so is a common cold and things like that so you don't want to get it confused uh, the actual name of the virus is complicated it's like SARS-2 the revenge or
0: something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's exactly what it is, Angela. Yeah,
1: it, 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 there is SARS-2 in the title of the actual virus itself. The illness that results from the virus is COVID-19.
0: Right, the etymology behind it is, is super fascinating from a super abstract point of view. Yeah. Uh luckily, um so far this does not seem to be as severe as uh, SARS was in the early 2000s. No. And the whole thing is that like a lot of this is being done preventatively, right? Not uh, in the result or in the wake of, you know, a, a larger issue. So I'm kind of happy that we're doing this now instead of a month down the line. Yeah. Um I do think people are confused though about like why we're doing this right now and they think it's reactive and not preventative, which is why you see runs at grocery stores. Um which is weird because I was um talking to two people in Europe who said the grocery stores are fine. Like, um, you know, they're well stocked. It's not an issue as much as it seems to be the hoarder mentality of um, North America. Well, not North America, because Mexico's probably going through this, but like United States and Canada.
1: Yeah. And the things that we kind of want to prevent what happened in Europe. Europe was a little slower to act, unfortunately. And uh, we're seeing the results of that now. And we're trying to, uh, what everybody's calling, flatten the curve and prevent basically prevent the illness from basically stretching out people getting it in terms of it peaking too soon and then overwhelming our healthcare system.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, very quickly, a quick digression. My tip for anyone working at home is one, be kind to yourselves. Two, schedule regular breaks to walk away because I realize sometimes when I'm working from home, there's no one around me and I just get so focused that I spend a lot of time uh, on work tasks without actually like taking a mental health break for like even just five minutes or just walking away from your screen. So I tend to walk around more at the office and go, you know,
1: get mail or go get a drink of water or whatever. Whereas at my desk at home, I I find I just sit there and then I have to get reminded by my Apple Watch uh, at uh, ten to uh, ten to the hour to get up and walk around. So I, what I usually do is get up, walk around a bit, do some push-ups, and go back to my
0: desk, which is a good call. Angela, let's switch uh, uh, gears. I know I usually say that during the uh, paranormal section, but I want to kind of like change the focus from um, us to sort of like globally, um, how this affects um, a lot of different facets of tech and how tech is being used in different ways um, to uh, facilitate some kind of togetherness. Okay, go for it, Brian so uh one of the things I so of Saturday night um, in about an hour um, one of my favorite bands a band called Code Orange put out an album yesterday and they were planning on having a big release show instead so of starting they couldn't so they're going to actually um, stream a set live on Twitch of their album release because they want to show um, a lot of like what they had planned for their live show um, right now so I think that's kind of cool in a different kind of way um, in which uh, bands can interact with fans so I commend them on uh, wanting to do that um, they also probably do have the setup for it not every band does either So kudos to them for being able to facilitate this.
1: Yeah, and a lot of things actually for the next, I want to say weeks, but more likely will be months. Probably months, yeah. Uh, Things are going to be online. There's not going to be many big events all in one place, right? You know, uh, you can't have, right now here and in many places, they're banning events of more than 250 people but i think which is
0: good news for you cuz you never do anything right so yeah
1: that's so like in that regard life hasn't changed for me for that um, really the my wife was making fun of me before because she said like this is perfect for me right i hate going out i don't like people so this is great this is your dream realized pretty
0: yeah. much and and we can't make light of it because the things no, can get really bad um, but i do feel like we're not m- making fun of this necessarily we're trying no, to not find humor in a very unfortunate situation without it, like poking fun at um the disadvantaged yeah and there's there's some bright spots happening too like
1: where uh, this all started in china and south korea the things are leveling off they've actually passed their peak what's the word i'm looking for their peak Outbreak, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, the, anyway, they're, they've passed the peak of this apparently, so that's very promising. Um, the, the danger with this is that it's the the symptoms are so weird, right? Like, uh, we you can have a cold and you can actually be
0: a carrier of this thing, thinking exactly, you can, yeah. or you think you have a cold, but you don't, right? So that's that's the danger. I'm actually uh, pretty run down right now. I'm not feeling 100% because of the fact, like once again, like uh, I've been waiting for a phone call all week because my sister was in the hospital for three days, right? So mm-hmm. I wasn't really sleeping and consequently, like I'm just super exhausted.
1: Oh yeah, my my, my family has a cold because we traveled last week, uh, but came from Cuba, right? We didn't, it's not a place where there was any uh, illnesses at that point, but uh and now we're we're kind of getting over it. There was no fevers or anything. So we, we know it wasn't, luckily, anything major. But we're staying away from my parents, that's for sure, because my parents are older, right? Yeah, I don't want us to yeah. go anywhere near them. My mom's disappointed we're not going over for Sunday lunch. but I'm actually kind of worried about how much my mom's going to FaceTime me in the next couple of weeks. Oh, you think it's going to be a lot? Oh, dude, for sure. FaceTime will be broken this week. <laughs> Spe- speaking <laughs> of FaceTime, though, um, that's kind of how WWDC is going to go this week this year, isn't it?
0: Yes, so they're uh, going to be doing this online only, Angelo. Uh, really good move. Apple kind of waited a long time uh, before announcing that this
1: was canceled. But everybody well, knew I mean, it was happening. Well, also in June, right? Yeah, I mean, but considering that events were banned in the county where it was going to go on, uh, everybody knew it was happening. Google canceled theirs. Every, South by Southwest was canceled. That's insane. Coachella got moved. Yeah. Um, the first F1 race of the season that everybody's looking forward to, the teams were all there and just... A day before practice started, they had to cancel because a couple of the, the team members of some teams were sick. Right. right. So they they. But what's kind of cool is uh, they're actually going to do like a virtual esports race with okay. some actual real world, world stars and virtual stars as well. So uh, they're just going to be streaming that somewhere. So while once you hear this, it'll actually have happened. It's going to be going
0: on on March fifteenth. But uh, yeah, it's it. I think we'll be seeing more of this. I agree. So uh, two different paths I want to kind of talk about. The first is I do feel like any sort of streaming platform is instantly and I'm talking like streaming like content people create streams not like a streaming service like Netflix but we'll get to that in a sec. I do feel like there will be an uptick in uh, viewers watching people like on Twitch for example right because the fact that there's going to be at home more um, a lot of people actually aren't actively working right and this is kind of new content that they can watch. I don't necessarily think it'll see an upstream and an uptick in um, uh, paid viewerships necessarily as people are afraid of um, job stability but I I do feel like uh, at least in terms of like numbers of people watch watching um, any particular streamer? I feel like that's going to go up.
1: Yeah, and and the thing about everybody being at home all this time, first of all, it's really important that we do actually practice this social distancing thing. It's not uh, just for people who are sick or old people or whatever. The more people do it. The better it is for absolutely everyone. Well,
0: and I mean, the, the the hot term right now is like you you might be like a, a like a vector, right? Like a disease vector.
1: Yeah, like look, you can have this, and and like for me, thinking I just have a cold and then getting everybody sick, I'm, I'm trying to stay as far away from people as possible. Yeah, you're an asshole. Yeah. Well, the only thing I'm going to be doing is going to the grocery store, and I'm going tomorrow at eight a.m. Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Where everybody's in church. Probably you think you think that it's going to be quiet tomorrow. Tomorrow morning at eight.
0: Yes. I believe it will be yes okay we'll see that, that's my plan hopefully i'm correct um it's probably we, not going to be very busy. We tomorrow. bought the essentials early this week. We bought boxes of corn dogs we bought uh mountain dew. We bought doritos you're You're all set for a good raging Call of Duty night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, secondly, I guess I uh, before all this, I had linked you to a Vice article um, on the motherboard vertical about how Gen Z is leading a new wave of internet piracy, and I do feel like this might be a very opportune time for anyone who wants to grab uh, content on the "quote unquote" uh, black market uh, to do so. Do you agree with this? Like, you're you're a pirate, aren't you? Stuff falls off trucks around here sometimes. Yes, sometimes I do feel like. There's going to be an uptick in just um, also like in the United States, they've announced uh, the removal of data caps, right? And um, which, which kind actually, of reveals how ISPs are sort of bullshit. Yeah, well, I got an email from my uh, ISP
1: and saying I have no data cap, even though I I get unlimited anyway because of the package I have. But
0: still, well, I'm just saying like I do feel like unlimited time plus unlimited data. Um, chances are you're going to be seeing a lot more. And uh, you know, uh, Disney dropped uh, the newest Star Wars and Frozen two early digitally, right? So. Um, not here yet, though. But uh,
1: Frozen Two, as of right now, is available in the United States. In Canada, it'll what I am saying is, once, yeah, once the black post, market actually.
0: Oh, sorry, what? Well, what I'm saying is, like black market wise, like it's available. Oh yeah, right? I guess, but you can also get them legally. In yes, some yes, ways. yes. But what I'm saying is, that, like it, the like we're talking in the through the lens of piracy here, Angelo. Yes, uh, I don't like to talk about piracy, Brian. I'm, such a, I'm so because I'm such a,
1: a lawful good person.
0: Uh, yes but like talking about it is still fine like you're not actively engaging in it neither am i i guess not um one like almost philosophical question here do you think um, a lot of change is going to come after we get through all this pandemic stuff Uh, the question is sort of vague can you sort of like refine it because um, I can go on about almost yeah, well, here. so like a few things like so after 2009 and Edge One N One, some things changed. I did
1: notice a lot more hand sanitizer available in public spaces, and that hasn't changed. It's been available since then. Uh, wipes available in grocery stores, things like that. Um, and because it was a, a relatively minor pandemic at the time, uh, those were really minor changes. But I'm I'm foreseeing things like. In terms of like tech and stuff, I'm seeing maybe m- more things online, like WWC being online only, or reducing the amount of large events, or even things um, that have been so
0: traditional forever, like handshakes going away. I've seen a lot of people well, doing the, the elbow or Apparently the, that's no good either. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, I've because also you seen get within one the- meter. The Vulcan live long and prosper. Uh, yeah, I, people are saying waves, just wave yeah. or or toe taps, but you still
1: want to say
0: yeah, you still want to say about a meter away. Toe tap sounds like a gang sign. Uh, also, people are doing the Wakanda <laughs> forever. I've seen. What's the Wakanda forever thing? Uh, like holding like your two hands in an X motion in front of your chest and banging on it. Isn't that degeneration uh, X? <laughs> yeah, it could be too. <laughs> uh, what is old is new again, Angela. Uh, you, you seem to forget that sometimes. I do. Uh, all this to say, um, things are changing.
1: Listen to podcasts, watch some <laughs> streaming videos.
0: Work yeah, it is home. kind of a, a like, and I hate to say this because like it seems very selfish and I don't mean it that way, but it seems like kind of like a golden age for people to start discovering these mediums, right? For, from streaming to podcasts to other forms of like online content that you n- necessarily give a chance to beforehand.
1: I, the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm thinking uh, certain managers and higher ups and CEOs are fearing is realizing that
0: working from home is actually going to be more productive than people coming into the office. <laughs> One last thing to note, Angela, you linked me to a LinkedIn learning blog article about working remotely. Um, Super interesting, I guess. I don't know. There are 16 courses, um, and if you do them, they're about a day and a half's worth of work. Yeah, Uh, Actually, my manager sent that to me, and I told her we'd talk about it on the show. Shouts out to the hour and four minutes module on learning about Skype. That's an hour. Also, like an hour on Microsoft Teams tips and tricks. So basically, it's two hours to teach you how to upload a file and talk to each other.
1: Yeah, there's some that are much more useful than others. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but for people that have never done it, I think some like time management, an hour and a half. I mean, uh, maybe that people will get some actual good things, um, productivity tips, finding a productive mindset.
0: I I I do feel I'm actually good at working from home. If there's yeah. one thing I'm good at, <laughs> well, also like there's like um, uh, an 18 minute video about developing resourcefulness. Like, okay, Just, yeah, okay,
1: yeah, not bad. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, I'd actually like to hear from people um, who listen to our show and are working from home instead of working at work
0: and uh, let us know Or are people, Are people working from work? We'd love to hear from you too and how that's going, what your experience is. You know, are you scared? Are you anxious? Are you dealing with it? Okay. Like doubles underscore density over on Twitter. You can also email us at double density podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're going to keep this a, run, like a, run, a running dialogue, I think. Yeah. I, uh, over the next few weeks for sure, because this is going to be our reality and things are going to be
1: changing quite quickly um hopefully things are going to change for the better
0: but they're likely going to get worse before they get better yeah in the short term at least uh also like if you want us to not talk about this at all if we feel like there's overwhelming sentiment that no one wants to hear about this then like let us know too i guess yeah we'll be glad to uh change our uh tune yeah we might uh, you know offer uh, another type of distraction out there instead yeah for sure and with that angela let us head on over to the paranormal side of things let's go double density presents the sounds of your youth Density. Welcome back to Double Density. And as always, we are switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So I opened up the uh, Google Doc that we share for our show notes uh, earlier today. And I was surprised to see the following sentence, Angelo. Psychic Sylvia Brown was legit. Angelo, uh, I want you to explain this one to me. There's
1: a thing going around which was started by uh, our friend, my friend and yours, uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, saying that uh, Sylvia Brown predicted the whole coronavirus uh, thing. Uh, there is... Um, Um, hold on here it is Uh, basically there was a passage in a book of hers from 2008 that uh, read in around 2020 a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived attack again nearly 10 years later and then disappear completely
0: A broken clock is always right at least twice a day. Yeah.
1: And uh, also what she's saying is, is like wrong in a few ways. Like it's it's, nobody's baffled by it. They kind of know exactly what it is. It can't be treated really because it's a virus. Um, There's no cure for a virus normally. And um, hopefully they're going to work on a vaccine. So yeah, Sylvia Brown uh, still sucks.
0: Let us take a moment to talk a bit about Sylvia Brown, shall we? Yes. And this is directly from Wikipedia. So, uh, get ready for this. Yeah, no. What I meant more is like just baseline, like the first search, first result is this, right? So, in 2002, Brown informed the parents of 11 year old Sean Hornbeck, who had disappeared earlier that year, that he had been kidnapped by dark skinned Hispanic man with dreadlocks and was now deceased. Hornbeck was found alive in 2007. His kidnapper was Caucasian and short haired. Yeah, and she, uh, yeah, she kind of like ruined the lives of those parents. Yes. In November 2004, Brown told the mother of kidnapping victim Amanda Berry, who had disappeared 19 months earlier, she's not alive, honey. Brown also claimed that Berry was in water and that she had a vision of Berry's jacket in the garbage with DNA on it. Berry's mother died two years later, believing her daughter had been killed. Berry was found alive in May 2013. On Larry King Live in 2003, Brown predicted that she would die at age 88. She died in 2013 at age 77. Well, I mean, she was close in that it was a double number. Okay, so we're doing that now. We're doing confirmation bias. Yeah. Um, lastly, in 2000, Brill's content examined 10 recent Montel Williams episodes that highlighted Brown's work as a psychic detective spanning 35 cases In 21 cases. The information predicted by Brown was too vague to be verified Of the remaining 14 law enforcement officials or family members stated Brown had played no useful role. Um, at one point, Angelo, uh, you know, who had names is right. Dr. Doom, the remote viewer. Yeah. Uh, major at dames aka dr doom was a frequent guest on earlier episodes of art bell's uh, coast to coast am show and he eventually tossed him out right because uh dame's predictions were just uh not bearing enough fruit that art got super fed up not paranormal enough for art bell exactly yeah well also like not truthful enough like the thing is like he, uh, he allowed guests on there and he allowed um, listeners to make up their own minds but after a while you kind of get fed up i mean if somebody keeps coming on your show and keeps saying the wrong thing
1: uh what's the point
0: I mean the thing is like it's entertaining right but at the end of the day like uh, you know like and also like art Belt entertain the craziness of um, Richard C. Hoagland's um, predictions and things like that right so you know keep that in mind that he continually allowed him on the air you love him don't you I love the hair at least um, yeah. I hope his hair is doing well I hope he's uh, staying safe and uh, you know self-quarantining and things um, but all that to say like uh, you know you and I could and we might have an episode where we make up predictions of things and then see um, where they go like a year down the line right well maybe yeah, uh, I was, uh, I also had to text you to make sure that you were kidding about this. Sylvia Brown was legit, yeah, lying. that
1: made really sad. You thinking that
0: I, I was actually, uh, <laughs> you actually thought Sylvia Brown had something to her? Maybe I found like, maybe there was like a, a line or something in one of these articles that you wanted to highlight the and m- maybe sort of pull out right, yeah, no, she's totally wrong about <laughs> everything, always. Uh, and then we uh, got confirmation, of course, uh, that uh, Skinwalker Ranch uh, was sold in 2016. This is great because we haven't talked about Skinwalker Ranch in ages. Yes, I think it was October 2018 last time we did in any sort of like in-depth um, sort of like manner. So there is an MG Banyas article um, all about this. And uh, this kind of explains the shift in tone and the shift in terms of like being able to shoot on site and things like that, right? Well, uh, Bigelow's not in charge anymore, right? No, and uh, while he has other pursuits and may also be involved into the Stars Academy in different kinds of ways, as is uh, the kind of like common thought these days, he has uh, formally stepped away from Skinwalker Ranch, which led me to start thinking, Angelo. So part of my job is uh, dealing with uh, something called reputation management, which is how my business, or sort the, of the company that I work for appears online. That includes things like Facebook comments um, and also uh, uh, more pertinent to the discussion we're about to have, um, Google, Yelp, et cetera, uh, reviews of different sites so i did some research and i realized that uh, skinwalker ranch is listed on uh, google as a spot you can visit and of course there are reviews now this
1: uh as weird as it sounds of looking through reviews uh this can bring you several minutes of joy if you read through these oh my god oh my god there's such good gems in there we picked out a few um, I noticed there was a couple, uh, would you like me to read the ones? Uh, I, I kind of stood out to me when I was going well, through Well, let
0: it? us, let us first go to the fact that like there are currently 97 Google reviews for Skinwalker Ranch and a 4.0 rating. So kind of curious to see there's not a five, but let's get into it. It's sad, right? But,
1: uh, you know, s- some people like it. Some people don't. Um, so for example, uh, Ignacio Palma, five stars, Skinwalkers are really nice. Although they took my family they still asked me how my day was as they tore my family to shreds. Would
0: recommend as a family outing. Smiley face. Not just a smiley face, a double smiley face. So double it's, smiley either, face. it's either like a double chin smiley face or a super smiley face. Yeah. Um, then another person named uh, Mike Such. I don't know if that sounds a real, like
1: a real name or not. He gave it three stars because uh, I'm not going to read the whole review, but he said he was upset because
0: uh, he brought four drones and they got shot down. Angela, I found a five-star review from a man named Robert Louderman, who, um, get ready, uh, buckle in, because this one is a wild ride. Are you ready for this? I can't wait to hear it. The chances of anyone having experience is very slim. The energy sentience is anti-modern man's ways and absolutely does not relate to man's mindset, so don't try. It will not connect with you. It values its space and independence. It calls upon those whom it chooses to share the experience with. So it's kind of like the invisible hand in economics where, quote, what's good for one is not good for all. End quote. My experience runs deep with it because there have been so much disrespectful traffic to its region, is my belief. Uh, Most all activity has ceased since the summer slash fall of 2017. And he just, uh, there's another paragraph, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, uh, yet he gives it five stars. But he's basically saying, like, we're drawing the energy away from it by, like, wasting it so much. It's weird. Five stars, and his review doesn't sound like a five star review. No, no. He also spelled relationship relationship, uh, he's not he's not cut out for this. No, I agree. Do not publish a book, sir. Um, though I fear that if I search Amazon as I often do, you may pop up. Angela, Steve Rona, one star. Came here hoping for the ultimate experience, left unprobed and unpossessed. Meh.
1: Yeah, uh, meh. One star. At least his at least his
0: review matches his star rating. True. Nicholas Ogden, one star. No UFOs. You have to bring your own skin and do your own walking. Don't waste your time. That sounds frustrating. It uh, definitely is. Um, So uh, sort of like uh, deciding to move from one haunted locale to the next, I then looked up Area 51. So there's the Area 51 military complex, which has 4.7 stars and has 36 reviews. Something to note, though, is that the reviews only go back about three months. right? So um, the way that Google listings works is if you control the listing, you can sort of like remove um, the space and not. So I feel like they may have closed a a prior location that probably had more reviews. And did you click on the actual... um Image of the review? Yes, it's a weird, like, balcony. Yeah, it looks like a balcony in the Mediterranean. Which, a, g- a gorgeous idea. I guess this is the U.S.'s government way of obfuscating what's actually going on here. Yeah, because it, it definitely doesn't look like the U.S., but anyway. <laughs> uh, James Tellier decided to give Area 51 five stars. The man with the rubber gloves was surprisingly gentle. That's good to hear, at least, that the um, help and staff is trained well.
1: Uh, the next one, though, is great. It's uh, from... Just an alien with some internet access. <laughs> I five stars. Some, some internet access, not whole internet access. No, they had, look, they're not as advanced as us. Yeah, of course. Also, you can tell like English is not his first language because he says, You humans say it's heavily dedended, but I darted over it
0: with ease. Looks very cute. Maybe it's a local dialect thing. Oh, maybe. Didended. You know, yeah. Uh, Brittany Kochak gave two stars. No one will let us in. Residents were rude at best. They had guns pointed at us when we arrived at the gate to ask for directions. Yeah, two stars. Makes sense. So the weird thing about her, though, is if you take a look, she's reviewed a bunch of places. Well, maybe she had a she, jokey so she, place. No, she actually did try to go. There's like pictures. Oh, okay. Good for her. So for her, she actually tried to visit uh, Rachel Nevada, She gave five stars. Uh, Blue Mountains, five stars. Fraser Island uh, in Australia, five stars. Uh, oh, she's been so, to Australia and stuff? Yeah, what I'm saying is like this seems like a legitimate review because there's a shot of a man with binoculars uh, like next to her review. Binoculars? Yeah, he's just staring off from the car they're in. So she's Australian? I don't know. Click the review. Lots of
1: times in Australia.
0: Click the review. Take a look. Yeah, I'm looking. So binoculars, my friend. Binoculars. Okay. Uh, So, yeah. So there's only 36 reviews um, for that one. And Angelo, uh, so I decided to switch gears from uh, land-based objects and sites to uh, water-based objects and sites. And this may be the most, like the busiest Um, listing for uh, this type of of site I've ever seen. Um, The Bermuda Triangle has a 4.0 with 16,961 reviews, and a lot of them have content. They're not just ratings. So for for some reason, it doesn't take me to any reviews when I click on your link. I know, it's very confusing, because you have to retype in Bermuda Triangle. It's very, very strange.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So uh, Dak Gallimore, one star. My friend lost his cat here. I think it involved pirates, piranhas, and a tugboat. Interesting story. I wish he would have uh, gone more in-depth on that one. The first one that pops up is great. It's uh, Lindy Hoon. Been stuck here for five years. Nice place, though. (laughs) Uh, Charlotte Derrick gave five stars. Lost my will to live here. Would like it back, but it'd be like that sometimes. And now when you look at the reviews, did you take a look at the top
1: tags? Because some of (laughs) them are really interesting. Uh, For example, the the top tag is died. Aliens. Kraken. For some reason,
0: Fingers. I was okay, stuck. let's check this out. And eighteen with steak. Oh, 17 reviews mentioned the megalodon, which is a mythical creature. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, let me let me read this. So, Gacha Girls. It was nice. Uh, this is four stars. It was nice. There was a nice beach, and I don't know why, but every few hours, ships come crashing down on planes, crash down. What a sight! One crashed onto my finger and it broke my finger. I went here with my family one week ago after reading all the great
1: reviews, and I loved the screaming and the megalodon. Would have been great if it didn't keep biting all my fingers off. Okay,
0: perfect. I feel like this. His his name is Preston, so it's P R S T N. The loser. Ten months ago, five stars. Uh, so I clicked on the steak tag. Yeah, for Mother's Day, my wife and I took my mother in law at the hotel. The staff was very nice to us, although odd looking, gray and green, and some skin was falling off. My wife and I went to the pool, got a nice tan, but when we came back, my mother in law was gone. For supper, sorry, she, he said my in law was gone, not my mother in law. That's a mistake. For supper, we had steak, and it was nice and juicy. Although there was a bit of clothing that looked similar to my mother in law's dress. We'd go back again. So the one you read by Caitlin Moffat. Yes. Right? Uh, it looks like she tried to hit up all the tags. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, it's called uh, stuffing. Yeah. Stuffing.
1: Oh, okay. See, I don't know these terms because she put in screaming. She got uh, Megalodon in there, a sirloin steak, uh, watching her family die. Uh, hundred would recommend those. So that's, but yes, yeah, she put paranormal in there. She got everything in there. She's, she's a expert reviewer
0: eras blunt one year ago one star service was rude drinks were okay but my steak was overcooked they're trying to copy macaroni grill yeah um so of these places it looks like uh the well, you top- don't want to read the last two. Oh, go but ahead in the doc yeah please go ahead um so i'll read one you can read the last one so okay? right. let's like this is a uh, podcast communism here okay. jennifer hatfield three stars plane radar broke and plumbing into the ocean fractured rib cage venue will be hearing from my solicitor host provider nerves though rather pleasant gesture three stars not bad. So Jonas B, five stars, big sharks
1: and krakens. Pretty cool. Ghost ship visited us and murdered everyone on board. 10 on 10. Great experience. You fool. You fool. Google works on a five star system here. Right. I was thinking the same thing. Like you uh, already gave it five stars. You don't have to give it 10 on 10. Yeah. Get out of here. Oh,
0: what a dumb dumb. Two <laughs> thumbs up. It's a, a weird times where you can definitely leave a review for whatever you want. I wonder, for, I wonder if Jennifer Hatfield's related to Juliana. Uh, do you want to ask? Or James? Maybe. He's Hatfield, though not Hatfield. Well, you know, close enough. Yeah, it's true. Um, so some of these are definitely like like joke reviews, um, but some of these seem rather sincerely like people have I love how you like, say some of these are definitely joke reviews. Yes, Bride, I'm certain <laughs> most of these are joke reviews. But some of these people are using the regular accounts where they leave reviews for like regular restaurants and pet stores and grocery stores. Yes, but regular people can make jokes too. No, what I mean is like you get a good burner account to do this, right? Oh, I would leave it under my name. Well, you would you do, would you leave her, leave one right now? No, I don't want to. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Okay, so Bermuda Triangle. Hold on a sec. Bermuda Triangle. This is live, folks. Yeah, exactly. You can go look this up when we're done. Okay, so. This should be in the text section. How to leave <laughs> Google's reviews. Four stars. Uh, got lost on the way there. There were a few screaming children. Make sure somebody died that there were aliens and a kraken. Kraken over her occasionally uh, forgot to tip the room service people. He gave I'm me the sorry. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've posted, Angelo. By the time this episode airs, you will definitely um, be able to visit the Google review for the Brooming Triangle that I left. Great. Right. Look for Brian. Anyways, it's a very interesting intersection and a very interesting time that we live in where I could just, you know, uh, pop off and not just on a message board, I actually use um, the architecture that Google has provided to share my inane thoughts about the Bermuda Triangle. Double density. Yeah, I don't know. This has been a fun one. It's been a very interesting one. I'm kind of loosey-goosey, but that's how our best um, you know episodes tend to go.
1: Yeah, I, I like this
0: stuff. And uh, on a serious note, everybody stay safe, right? Exactly. Yeah. And once again, if you'd like to reach out double underscore density over on Twitter, you can also hit us up at double density podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at double density uh, podcast. I'm trying to put more content out there. It's tough. I keep forgetting because I keep letting real life get in the way. How about you take a picture of your home office for us? How about you take a picture of your home office for us, Angelo? Because sure. I've been posting nothing, but it'll, it'll great look hits. like my uh, podcasting space as well. Perfect. Let's just yeah, just remove the microphone. That's it. They're identical. Actually, you know what? Could you do it before and after? Where it's <laughs> just the microphone's there, and then you remove. The <laughs> yeah. No. Maybe. <laughs> great. Who knows? Great. And with that, Angelo, this has been episode one thirty-one of the Double Density Podcast. To so tune in next week as we contend with the hellscape that is twenty twenty, Angelo. I will talk to you then. See you then. Maybe.
1: Talked about skin whacker. Skin whacker.
0: <laughs> Is that the like the adult parody? <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't talk. Wait, wait. I'm laughing.